here we are for another hockey night in the jungle. Welcome to episode 16, where a group had never have been to talk about the NHL and junior hockey. Unofficially brought to you by Sauce Hockey, where we get great clothing and funny memes. Um, we're also brought to you by Feet of Westchester. Um, R.I.P. They're still banned. Um, Did I tell you what happened to him? You told me he broke his hip or something. Yeah, man. And uh, he's like in a wheelchair now. What? I mean, he can stare at his feet all day, so that's a plus. I feel bad. Like, I didn't even know what happened. I already got hurt. And then all of a sudden, I see a picture of him post-surgery. And from what I hear, he got tackled in rugby by some large human went straight down on his like femur and tibia and it just all shattered uh geez that's his whole leg dude yeah pretty much and he had to get uh like these brackets and screws put in his hip oh yeah that's why he's in a wheelchair he can't walk for the next like i don't know eternity so but apparently he'll be back and you know out there again getting tackled by fat degenerates so that's a positive thing i guess but i i mean it's ironic that the guy who created Feet of Westchester now can't walk. Well, he yes. can stare at his toes all day, though. So, I mean, he has something to look forward to. That's true. He, he can stare at his feet. He just can't use them properly. So, everybody, send up a prayer for Feet of Westchester. Hopefully, the, the page comes back, and we want uh, we want to help Billy Bob to uh, recover quickly. Yes, so. Billy, Billy Bob. Billy Bob. We're going to start a GoFundMe for Billy Bob. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to go off script a little bit, Matt, even though we just talked about it. Let's talk a little bit about the beer league here. I mean, oh yeah, we need a little beer league update. How's the old beer league going over there? Uh, I had a rough week last week. We had several games. I play on three teams at this point, and we lost Jeez. all of our games. That's, and uh, we play so many games. Buddy, it's like my only exercise. Jesus. So... I no man, I love it. I, I, if I could play every day, keep in mind these guys, these games aren't nearly as fast as the games you guys played. I didn't Probably. play. I literally never played. Well, I'm not even talking about in the dub. I'm talking like <laughs> growing up ever. You know, like the one, the one league. It's it's even slow for me. And I'm not saying I'm good. It's just like the skating yeah. is very very limited. And. uh the other leagues are way too fast for me. So it's like a good mix of I feel like I can skate with anybody and then I feel like I'm getting just burnt. But uh, I put a couple goals in last game. It felt pretty good. League nice. leader, baby. League leader. Uh, no, that's, I'm still just the league, like, emotional and spiritual leader. I'm not, like, the points leader by any means. But my I played with uh, my cousin and uh, my cousin Chris, who's my fake cousin. I was about and, to uh, say, I was like, we're actually... I call him cousin too, but he's yeah. actually not physically related to us. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And this other guy, and we each had two goals, so my line was firing. I mean, you That's got more, you got more points than the Leafs did uh, this round, other than goddamn right. You know, call me Mitch Marner. Yeah, Which, I, mean, I, mean, I was about to ask, like, can we talk about this whole Leon Drysaddle? Connor McDavid thing real quick. Oh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We have a lot to talk about. We haven't even talked Fair. about I'm just, I mean, it's been a while. I'm excited. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the first round of the playoffs. We've uh, been on a little bit of an absence. Sorry, everybody. Um, busy season for work for a lot of people. Um, please note that this isn't our profession, even though we do sound like we are really good at this. Trained professionals. 
Yeah, definitely not yeah. a profession. This is uh, yeah. just a hobby. So we do have lives. We, uh, also, we also didn't cover the uh, the old draft lotto. We're, we'll get to that because we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, let's let's get past the first round. Let's get caught up on the second round of where we're at. And then we'll get to the draft lotto. And then we can talk about the dumpster fire that the uh, Flyers just hired. So, well, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, guys. It's the Flyers, man. The, the upper brass is just going to beat it down their tubes. You know, you got to you gotta win now. Got to win now. Got to win now. You know, that's just how they are. That's true. So, uh, dude, you know, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's like, we're completely. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not like, completely. We'll get there. You know, let's start yeah. with the first round. Yeah. So, let's, all right. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, you want me to just start at the top? We could just go through the series. Yeah, I was going to go. I was going to start uh, Avalanche Kraken, and then we're going to go Boston, Florida, Dallas, Mini, Toronto, Bolts, Vegas, Jets, Carolina, Isles, Oilers, Kings. All right. I like it. Yeah, we're just going to kind of alternate back and forth. Um, so let's go with uh, the Avalanche Kraken. Um, as you guys are aware, huge fan of Seattle. Love them to death. Their fans are just top-notch top-notch hockey fans totally understand the game they know what they're doing there you've uh, sort of been a day one guy on the kraken train the whole time day, if i remember day one love the kraken um is I, I, there day zero because if there was then josh would have jo- been, been there I've been josh is crackhead zero time. he's patient zero yeah I've been i remember there. when they announced the expansion i remember josh got, got tentacles tattooed on his lower back yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought it was going to be totems, but then I remembered it would have been offensive. Um, so Jesus. I, you know, I, I realized they were going to maybe go for like probably the Rockets thing that they had in Tacoma or the Sabercats, the the IHL team they had in Tacoma there years ago, but they didn't. Um, Why couldn't they have just gone with the Golden Seals again? Like the like California. But yeah, that's, I know it's not Seattle, but it was a West Coast hockey team is my point. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was part of the WHA, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they were the, they were one of the original, the the second six, right? When they, 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 were, they were, they were like the second expansion, I think. In the six, I think that I think they were the second six, right so after the, the original first, six. The first, so the first expansion was in like '67. Right. It was the Flyers, the Blues. I think Atlanta, the Seals. Yeah, the Atlanta. Seals. Yeah, I think Atlanta. Atlanta was there. Atlanta, St. Louis, um, Pittsburgh. Oh, I think that might be it. There you go. The seals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were definitely they had the white skates, camel skin skates. Yeah, dude. Total they, flash. Uh, and then the Europeans saw it and they were like, We're gonna take those. I don't know if you guys remember playing like nineties and early two thousands. The Euros loved the white skates. They did. Sergey Sir, Fedorov had a pair, didn't yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it was all about the white cloudy flop. Is I'll never forget, dude, growing up looking at pictures of Wayne Gretzky and he had it and then looking at pictures of Sergei Fedorov and then he had it. And then I was like, so now I need this. I need to go do this. Never forget Gretzky's blue towers. And also, before we forget today's trivia question brought to you by insert sponsors here. What year? Did the NHL begin using plexiglass, and what team was the first to use it? Interesting. Ooh. I'm going to guess. I have a guess. I'm going to guess plexiglass is a strong competitor to 
rubber, which means that one of the big rubber states would not use it. So I'm counting the Hartford Whalers out because everybody knows everybody in Connecticut loves rubber. Uh, Plexiglass is made out of oil. Texas, I'm going to go with the Dallas. uh, No, not the Dallas Stars. The uh, Dallas Stars. Arrows, WHA era could be a could could be a play. Um, but it was also called Herculite at the time. So, no, oh, that changes everything. Yeah, don't forget that. It was a Greek don't forget team. that. So, that's the question. Stew on it. We'll bring up the answer in a bit. Back to the playoffs. Crack in Seattle, everybody. Crack in Seattle. Um, you know, I won't lie. I I thought the Abs are going to pull that one out. Um, clearly, I don't think you're the only one. Complete opposite direction. Um. Avalanche just seemed just to not have it. They just seemed a little they just didn't they didn't have that extra effort, I feel, you know, to to go go get it. Um it's, it's, did you it's, guys stay up late to watch any of those games? Because those games were late. I uh, I yeah, tried no. a couple times, but my you know, being on my dad's schedule now, it's hard to kind of do that. I will say it, it, this this series and the other series, well, the other ones kind of played out like chalk, like going the higher seed. But between the Kraken and the Panthers, this is kind of that shit that happens almost every playoffs where one team just catches fire. And that team right now appears to be Florida, which we'll get into. But that unexpected team comes in and just makes a big splash in the first round or two. And, you know, surprises it's Seattle. I was thinking it might be the Jets. I'm um, sorry. Uh, uh, we are watching the Carolina game right now, and they just tied it up. Thank God. All right, continue. There you go. Sorry. No, I, I didn't expect the crack. I didn't expect the Kraken to be the team that came in and had a major upset against the defending champions. I I think I think Grubau or not Grubau. I think the Kale McCarr game misconduct, which I I personally don't think that was suspension worthy. Like, yeah, it could have been a a, a penalty. Um, but I don't think it's suspension worthy personally because the puck was going that direction after it ricocheted. But um, I think that definitely played a toll in the series. Um, and and of course, do we need to talk about our group chat where we found out Landeskog is he is he out next year? Before I've never he, heard of him. Is he never is he, never seen out him. next year? Yeah, he is apparently out. They said that he had like. Not it wasn't even like reconstruction. It was like cartilage, cartilage tra- replacement. transplant replacement yeah. something. Yeah, so that doesn't sound good. Um, we'll see if he can come back from that. I mean, I wish him the best. He's well, he was the second youngest captain in NHL history behind Crosby. I think. Yeah, when I he think took the seat in Colorado. I think he's so. So yeah, I like him as. As a player, too, and you know, wish him the best. Yeah, I just Grubauer played really well in that series. Um, from the games I could stay up for, um, I mean, Grubauer's a good goalie. I was telling that to Seattle fans last year, and they were telling me to shut up. But look at me now, now they're saying Grubauer's you know, the next king of England or whatever the whatever they want. But long story short, Seattle learn a little bit of hockey. And uh, don't be so hard on goalies. They're the last line of defense. Um, so what led to Seattle? B- 
being able to do this. I mean, I, did, I, 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 I never watched a ton of their games, obviously, because they're on the West Coast, and I, I have a hard enough time watching Flyers games right now as it is. But if I remember correctly, their expansion draft was widely like laughed at. It was criticized, yeah. Um, but they did a. I think a lot of teams were a little more sticking to their guns after Vegas did what they did in year one, you know, and they didn't want Seattle to do something similar. So, and I think Seattle went a little bit different approach is long term build. You know, we're going to get an old leadership guy, Giordano, in the locker room. You know, we're going to get some young pieces that we can build around. And, uh, and we'll go from there essentially. And it, and it, I mean, they didn't do a bad job. I would say they got like a, a C plus B minus in there. I didn't, I think there's better options on the board, um, for some of those expansion picks that they had, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, it's just crazy to me that, I mean, this is what their second season, right? So for that to, for them to be able to, come in and basically draft what is widely considered to be pretty subpar roster. I know it wasn't going to be Vegas where they made the, 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 the final in their first year, but like they made it look so easy to just develop a solid team and take them past what many people would consider the, the top team maybe in the entire playoffs uh, in the West, at least I would say. And, now they're on the second round and they're playing pretty tough with Dallas. So it's yeah, I mean, I know, it's just, I I, I so the West isn't isn't uh, prime pickings. Um, but let's be realist about it too. The West is pretty soft. Um, I have, I have a theory about how this whole thing goes down, and I think it has entirely to do with the psyche of the players. I mean, there's. Everybody's bought in, right? And like you'll hear me say, like time and time again, like if a team's bought in, like like Boston through the regular season was bought into Jim Montgomery, like first year head coach, setting records like that, like that, that's a different level of shit. And I think that when this, I think the last three years, like they bought in, they trusted exactly. But like I think the like this the expansion draft. You have to play that. You have to play that differently, right? And I think I don't know if the coaching staff is telling them, or they all just feel this way. And I've never talked to any of these players, so I don't know. But my guess is that they feel like this group of misfit toys that everybody fucking didn't want, and they're out to stick it to everybody. Which and is they're, what I think what happened with Vegas too in year one. I, I agree completely. And that's how I think that that's how expansion drafts in this era will go. Like you're just going to get an entire team with a chip on its shoulder and they're going to, they're out to do damage and look at what's happening. I think that's what, I think that's what we're seeing right now. But even looking at their roster, it's not even like they took a bunch of guys that have that playoff experience. I mean, you got like guys like Yanni Gord or, uh, like Justin Schultz who had been to the cup. I think, I think Justin Schultz won with the Penguins, right? He won. I don't remember who he won with. He might have been on one of those Penguins teams. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but the, looking at those, uh, at least at first glance, those look like the only two guys who have had success. I guess Grubauer may have won it on Washington. Grubauer um, won. No, Grubauer won it in Colorado last year. Oh yeah. Okay. So 
Grubauer didn't win it with Colorado last year. He was on the Kraken last year. He went or, to he went to uh No, he won it with he was their big offseason signing. Wasn't that two years ago? I, I so. thought Grubauer he, won on the caps when they won. No, that was Holby. Grubauer, hey, Grubauer was but he was on on the team, right? Oh, I don't freaking Gru- know. God. Dude, I'm team. telling you. Grubauer was I'm on the Avalanche you. 2018, 2019 through 2020, 2021. Last year he was not on Thank the Avalanche. You. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Thank so who last year he yes, was on the crack. Yes. Wait, no. Philip Grubauer was the goalie. That I'm looking at his stats. He was on the Kraken so last year. I talked about it already in the show. He was he was on the Kraken last year. Yes, he was a free okay, agent. So last, last year, tell the... me who the none of you are answering the question. You're just telling me I'm wrong. I get that. Answer the question. Was who was Mark, the goalie? Mark who? Mark who? Oh, for Seattle that year? No, the ass. no for for for. Was it a Franco Frank Franco Franco's Franco Pavel Franco's is the backup. I'm just. I'm gonna look this up. I'm going to hockey DB. You got, now you're. You got just look up Georgiev. Georgiev. I don't think he won the cup. They just signed him this year. Whoever he won the cup with them left. And I'm almost oh, it was Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm telling you, it's. I don't know who it was, but it's not Grubauer. Hold up. Oh, was it? Was it Darcy Kemper? Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. It was Darcy Kemper, yeah. Grubauer played for them like yeah, hundred years ago. Because then Grubauer went to the Caps, right? You know, it's funny is I didn't even look that up, baby. I knew I remember last year that Kemper, Francus, yeah, yeah, it was Kemper. It was Kemper. Yeah, I was wrong. I get that, but it was Kemper. Yeah, wasn't Francis either. So Uh, well, anyways, but yeah, so. I, I think that like the roster turnover was going to be hard for the Avalanche to handle. I think that they got they got there on talent alone. I mean, Nathan McKinnon didn't play a full season; had over 100 points, pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure he played like 70 games. His point per game, I think, it might be up there with like top two, three in the league. So they weren't they were banged up. They lost production from specifically Nazem Kadri that really I think hurt them. In the long run, and uh, yeah. the there's I just didn't think that you know that was gonna be replaceable grit and 100 point guy or almost 100 point guy, however many points he had last year. So, and then your goalie leaves, who's Darcy Kemper, as we learned. So, that's uh, a lot to handle. Um, well, RIP Colorado, we hardly yeah, knew I think, I think, Colorado. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna blow it up. I think they're gonna try and try and go again. No, they can't blow it up, dude. They have they have absolute studs in Rotten and McKinnon and McCarr. No, exactly. you, you you can't. That's and not a Vancouver got, thing, dude. Hook, those too. guys. You got Newhook too. He's a great young player. Um, so I mean I am surprised Seattle won, of course. I Dallas is good though, and Dallas is physical and We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, you guys ready to move on to Florida-Boston? Yes. Yeah. All right. Florida-Boston. What do you think happened there? What do you think happened in Florida and Boston? I think Boston I think, enjoying yeah. the smell of their own farts a little too much, man. You know? They, I uh, think they just ran out of steam, dude. I just don't yeah. they like. I mean, it's not, it's not every year the President's Cup winner 
goes on to win the Stanley Cup. It's pretty rare, honestly. Yeah. How, but how rare, rare is it rare. for them to make it out of the first round? Oh, I haven't even looked at that stat. Pro- Dude, to be honest, I think the San Jose Sharks and the Washington Capitals like ruined that for like years. I think they just ruined that statistic for years. Yeah, well, the Sharks are that's not too. saying much. I mean, those those teams were always the regular season like darlings and then just ate shit come playoff time, which sad for me because, you know, Marlowe and Thornton were two really great guys in the league that never got their shot. Owen Nolan. No, oh. they got their shot. They got their shot. They just lost to Crosby and Malkin. They went to the cup. Mm-hmm. San Jose oh. did against Penguins. It was um Oh okay. Late it was like 20, one of the later 2016 ones. Twenty sixteen or something. Yeah, okay, I yeah. I was thinking I was thinking back in 08, 09, like when the Penguins no. went back to back against Detroit. No, no. I think it Florida but in this series, I think Florida kind of bullied them. Yeah, Kachuk set the tone, man. I mean, Absolutely, dude. Ever since we talked about what Daddy Kachuk, old Keith said to uh Matt calling the Panthers soft that I think the players heard it and they and Paul Maurice is their coach as well. He's not one to that likes to get shoved around or his team to get shoved around. So I mean he uh he definitely made them play more physical or asked them to or told them to, however you want to look at it. And they responded. I think they responded well and that was a good series. Could have went either way because it was one in overtime, right? In game seven. So I mean Good series. That um, goddamn Sergey Bobrovsky, man, keeps God. sticking around, biting me Dude. in the ass. No light. No light is on behind that guy ever. I swear to God, that guy is so good. He's he's playing worth I wouldn't he's playing worth ten million dollars right now in the postseason for them. It just it, it makes me sick at this point. Like I wanted him to suck awful so bad after the Flyers let him go. And he's He's just not sucking bad at all. He he has what's his worst season? He he started off pretty rough with the Panthers, I guess. He did his first year with that ten mil contract. He was not close to it. I mean, even this year, he three oh seven goals against nine oh one save percentage. Not not very good. Not ten million. Not but no, million. God, but God damn it, dude! Well, look at him in the playoffs, though. That's what I'm saying. Playoff like, time rolls around. He's he's making his money. Wasn't he the goalie in Columbus when they knocked out Tampa in the first round? And that I was, was I think so. Yeah. And that was a. Sh- I mean, that was a shocker. Let's not even lie about it. That was. Did a- he win a Vesna in Columbus, and I then that's what got him the ten million dollar so. contract in Florida? I believe yeah, I think so. so. I believe so. Let me uh think about that. Winning that winning Vesna in Columbus, that's fucking nuts. I mean, I don't want to keep harping on the same shit, but Steve Mason had a couple close years of Vesna there and he won the work and the Calder trophy in he won Columbus. the Calder. He won the Calder, then the, got his, but I think, the Calder and the Vesna are not the same. I think I got, understand that. I think he got two Vesnas in Columbus. I think Steve Mason was a Vesna um finalist one of those years. You could be right. I'm not sure. I want to say you got two Vesnas in Columbus. Bob? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, check this out. Uh, Steve Mason. 2013 and then 2017. So, yeah, Let me me talk about Steve Mason for the love of God. Matt has to die on his Steve Mason hill once a month. Let me read you you Steve Mason's goalie credentials here, or rookie year credentials, right? Calder Trophy first. He made the All Star team, 
fourth place heart finalist, second place Vezina finalist. There you go. So yeah, and it's literally that one year for Steve Mason and then Bob. No, no. 2013, 2014 with the Flyers, Steve Mason was number seven Vezina finalist. That isn't a finalist. That's just seventh in voting. The finalist is three people. He's in the top third, baby. <laughs> There's 30 teams back then. He's uh, do, you think, do you think Bobrovsky's happy not to be in Philly, though, like in all reality? Uh, I think yeah. he is at this point. When he got traded, I think he was like hurt because I think he felt like he didn't play to his potential and he had a lot more work to do here. But, you know, you paying. Ilya Brzgalov, like $8 million a year. You got to just, you know. And now he's making more than Ilya did. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on up. Let's well, talk. Let me ask. Let me, let me, let me ask one more question about the Boston series. Yeah. Yeah. Does this affect Bergeron retiring at all since they went out so unceremoniously in the first round? No, he's gone. Mm, he's done. Dude, like, my guess is he's done, but. I don't think it's like a factor into it. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, he had to. Have, he had to. Have, he I had th- to have picture in something more than this, though. Yeah, I. Agree. I, I think if, if they it, go, but... if they go to the conference finals and lose, he might be back for one more rodeo. But no, I think uh, the opposite. See, no. I think if they get that close, he's like, dude, with this team, like we're we're right there. One more year might be the year. I think if he does, I think if they just get smoked like they did, then it's like, all right, well, this is a couple years away, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm just gonna go. He's going back to Quebec, and he's gonna get a cottage and relax. He'll be in PEI. No coaching. I think he'd be. He, I think he'd be a great. I do know he's. So, the Bruins, knowing their pipeline of ex-players being front office members involved in their system, like, he's got to be around, dude. Uh, he, this is not the last we see of Patrice Bergeron. Guaranteed. He strikes, he strikes he, me as a guy like... Number two? I was going to say Brindamore, like, with Hurricanes. He strikes me as a guy like that would come in like Brindamore and get, demand that respect right from the get-go. Exactly, dude. Travel. I don't think he's going to be a coach. I, I could see him being, like, a GM. Uh, assistant GM, like a Briere type of deal. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like he, like you might see him get bounced around the Bruins organization while he tries to figure out what he wants to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, like I want to do. You this. might see, you might see him be an assistant coach for a year. You might see him, you know, be, you know, somewhere in the front office, and then eventually move up to assistant general manager, and then take over at some point. Like, or he do the he, like I don't know who the president of hockey ops is for the Bruins, but like maybe eventually he moves into that role. And that's like, and that's like my, eventually like what my dream would be for like Daniel Alfredson, because like him going into coaching means that like, he doesn't get to like it. His lifespan is short that in that, in that role, you know what I mean? And I think with like your with your legends, like you know, you got to keep them in roles where they can be around because that's where they're gonna have the most impact. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, he's uh, he's a good player. Uh, it's a very he's fair, a, he's a, very he's fair whole, assessment. He's a hall of favor, my friend. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he is. I just I don't I see him kind of doing more front office things um, as opposed to being behind the bench. But that's just me. 
Um, I guess we will see. Moving on to Dallas, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota just didn't seem to have the goaltending from what I saw in that series. I didn't watch a whole lot of it personally. It was always uh, I mean, going to be we, tough. I mean, yeah. yeah, Dallas is a good team. Um, they got all that firepower. You're just you, you got to like play like almost perfect games nightly to really beat that. And then Pavelski, that hit Dumba had on Pavelski. I thought that was pretty clean. I think we talked about that on the last pod, but um. You were just a goon, weren't you, when you played? In, no, it was it was a clean hit. He was going to hit like he was going to make a play. Like it was a clean hit. It, what do you do? You know, um, Dumba doesn't even hit. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, I was just about to bring it up. Like on our last, I'm pretty sure it's our last episode. We were talking with um, Matt. What was your friend's name? I've I've heard, his name is right now. Todd. Thank you. Um, we were talking with Todd. Like he basically made it kind of clear that they weren't ready as a team to be, you know, having anticipation of deep run. So I think what you saw is what we got, you know? No, I think it was, I think it was, yeah, I think that went how it was. Um, now to have fun and talk about who we love talking about. Um, Toronto we talked about the Kraken. Oh, Toronto Maple Leafs, our favorite team. Um, you know, they, they played well. I think Tampa ran out of gas playing six seasons and two years worth, you know, three years worth, my bad. Um Yeah. I mean I'll 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 let the Leafs have it. That was their probably their cup final. I mean no, I, we I want agree Florida. With you know, they were they were chanting it up. We want Florida after the game. So I mean that's good on them. You know, they, they got what they asked for, they got Florida. Um and they beat the Bolts, you know, they killed the dragon. Um, for the rest of the league, essentially, because <laughs> I think if Tampa escaped that first round, I think they would have caught some more fire and kind of hit a hot streak again. To be honest, I um, uh, yeah, I I can totally see that happening. I I, I don't think they were completely they have too much. I think they, they just have too much talent for somebody not to pop off. Yeah, I think they just started a little too late for their playoff push. You know what I mean, mentally. Um, but I mean. Hats off to the Bolts. You know, they, they had a great run, and I don't see their cup push being over either. I <laughs> No, they'll be back. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard. It'll be hard not to be back with that level of talent, even though yeah. some of most of them are aging. They got enough young guys, I think, coming and, in now. And Vasilevsky did not look like Vasilevsky passed this year. He did not. And I would, and, Yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, and the roster's locked up, dude. The mm-hmm. roster's locked up on great contracts for the foreseeable future. Like, the biggest one they have to worry about is Steven Stamkos uh, after 2024. Even then, which they lose I mean, him, though. You got like Braden Point that can step into that almost same exact role. That's a hard role. To, those are big. Uh, uh, yeah, oh. he's, he's probably. <laughs> if, if, like, if everything goes like it has been. He's probably the greatest bolt of all time. You know what I mean from a captain. I understand that, but like, I don't know. The caviar was pretty goddamn good. So yeah, how many cups does he have? Marty San Marty San Luis. Uh, how many cups yeah. do they have? Dave Andrichuk. Yeah, Andrichuk. I was gonna say Andrichuk. They had Coach Torts back then, dude. Dude, dude Bobby you're just naming you're just naming guys who are in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about a guy who will be. Like this guy is 
the greatest lightning player. There's going to be three yeah, guys but he's, on that he's team not there in the Hall of Fame. There's going to be three guys on that team. He's got – how many cups does he have? He's not in the Hall of Fame yet, dude. He, he I'm just saying. Hall of Fame. No, but there's going to be – He is a Hall of Famer. Like, you we're don't know, calling Patrice Bergeron a Hall of Famer. Oh, well, that's, calling that's Steven Samko's Hall of Famer. Steven Samko has the same – has the same amount of Maurice Richard trophies as Patrice Bergeron has Selkie trophies. And let he's me, got more rings. Let me rephrase this. Patrice Bergeron, great, like good old soft-spoken Canadian boy. I could easily see Steven Stamkos murdering a hooker in the next few years. Thus Steven render, Stamkos rendering is such him, him unelectable, unelectable in the eyes of the voting. Public. Let's, look, let's look at their roster. Let's just name off. I'm looking at it right now, dude. Yeah, Nikita Kucherov. Hall of Fame. XMV, XMVP, Hall of Famer. Braden Point, dude. Steven Samkos, Hall of Fame. Anthony Sorelli, un- great player. Alex Killorn, fits them perfectly. Nicholas Paul, great player. Brandon Hagel, great player. Or not Hall great, of Famer. But oh. he, he's good. No. Victor Ross Hedman. Corey Coleman. Perry. Victor Hedman. Victor, Corey Perry, Hall of Famer. Victor Hedman, Hall of Famer. Mikhail Andre Vasilevsky, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Sergeyev's great, dude. He's like back to Hall of Fame. To be honest, he's 24 years old. Like, and Patrick Mar- and Patrick Maroon just like all of a sudden he was like, "Don't you, know, you I'm dare gonna, tell I'm me I'm Patrick get, I'm not Hall no, of Fame. No, 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 I didn't say that. But I was gonna start and say that he, you know, wanted to be drafted by the Flyers, and then he went on to win like three cups and go to four finals in a row or some ridiculous statistic. So he kind of like turned it on after you know he left Philly. So. Got that Let's not pretend though. He he sucked in Philly. No, dude, to be honest, he's a depth player, but he just has got he's like like Legarrette Blunt's way better than Patrick Maroon, but Legarrette Blunt like kind of got like lucky where he went to like three Super Bowls in a row, Patrick or you know what I mean? Like a sixth round draft pick, he doesn't play like a sixth rounder at all. At all, oh, Marty San Luis was undrafted. If you want to talk about undrafted lightning players, Sens legend Alexander Burroughs. So. Yep, Sens legend Alexander Burroughs. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just saying the Bolts have a great club. I mean, they are Ooh, aging they a have, little bit, they're getting a little long have, in the tooth. They have the best roster in the league. Like, listen, listen to this Nikita Kucherov, ex MVP, Steven Stamkos. Two-time Maurice Richard Trophy winner. Victor Hedman, Norris Trophy winner. Andre Vasilevsky, Vesna Trophy winner. And they're all different. You know what I mean? They're all different people. It's not like one person was MVP and won the Maurice Richard. Like, they all did. They all did this. They're all different people. It's it, You can't compete with the trophies and the hardware on this roster. It is, it's stupid. It's stupid, dude. They're a dynasty. You know, it's what we're watching. All right. All right, so good job to Toronto. They 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 they, they got the monkey off their back, they, dude. They, they got the back. monkey off their back. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm happy for their fans, but um, or the, really the you players. don't have to worry, dude. It's gonna be over soon. Um, no, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. Moving on to Vegas, Winnipeg. Winnipeg looks so good in game one. Um, I was so jacked. Like they clearly just outplayed Vegas in game one, and then Vegas woke up. And that was it. Um, bonus said it exactly how I would. You know, they were playing like they were, you know, in, in February. And they went through a big slump and they weren't playing well. Um, and he'll be back to coach next year. So hopefully those players start 
getting ready for next year because I don't think preseason is going to be fun for them. Training camp is not going to be enjoyable, I don't think. Dude, that's completely dependent on who is coming back. And Connor Hellybuck might not come back. He wants to go win. Um, yeah, he, he won exactly. So. And I would assume that Mark Shifley is probably in that boat too. And I mean, you got to wonder Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, they got pieces to move, dude. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I mean, that, that, but the free agency opens up too. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows what happens? Um, with Winnipeg, their question mark for next year. Um, but they had a good year, a uh, little underwhelming. But they made the postseason. I uh, expected more from them in, <laughs> in the playoffs, clearly, uh, with them winning the West in my eyes. But moving Sorry, on. Matt, Matt and I both had Colorado. so And we both had Tampa. We had a repeat of last year. So we're like completely kaput. So I have, uh, let's talk about the Canes and how they just disassembled Bo Horvat, the future of the team. That's- and not that. a surprise though. Like no one, I don't yeah, think anybody. I, I don't even think Islanders fans had the Islanders winning that series. I mean, like idealistic here. Pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did have them winning. Well, that yeah, you, our, you're not an Islanders fan. You're, you're crazy. You're a you're a silly man. Yeah. I mean, I had the. I mean, I had the Canes winning. Of course. Is that what I said? I forgot what no. I said. You said the, uh, the Islanders winning. No, and I have the Canes. We called you silly. I was like, "What the fuck am I talking about?" I have the Canes winning the cup. Yeah, you've been winning. That's I, what I, I thought. You guys correct me there. Thanks for looking out. So now I look like an idiot. Thanks everybody. But the uh, the Islanders had a pretty decent team. Like, let's be real about no, it. No, but that's the thing is like they really don't, dude. They really don't. I mean, with their like, goaltending, they weren't bad. Sorokin, Sorokin was awesome. The Vesna finalist just came out today. He's one of them. I mean, it's Linus Olmark's trophy, but he gets to say that he's a runner-up. Um, so congrats to him to some regard. But other than that, dude, like they don't have the talent. Not at this point in their careers. Some of those names are are, are great. Like, dude, this roster. Looking at it, Matt Barzell, good. Anders Lee, good. Brock Nelson. Josh Bailey, JG Pajo, probably not, probably doing a little little too too little too late. Kyle Palmieri, same thing. Bo Horvat, good. Casey Zavikas, you know he's part of that third line with Cal Clutter, Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. I'm pretty sure. So you don't break that up, but then you're looking at the rest of us like Zach Parise, and then Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, the defenseman, yeah, not the not the one we're all talking about or thinking about. How to throw? Yeah, through. like like their defense is their defense is you know it well, covers uh, it covers the 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 age ranges. I guess you would want between a good mix between younger players and 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 vets. But outside of really Horvat and Bartzel, I'm not. This roster doesn't scare me in 2023. You no. know. No, it's not. Uh, it's not lethal, I would say. But it, it no, they got some not, pieces they can build do around. Damage. They can get some free agents and and build around them. I mean, they have a they have limited. They have a lot. They have a lot of work to do, dude. Yeah. Some of these yeah. contracts are are stupid. Like Kyle Paul married for five million dollars is silly right now. They also don't have a first round pick this year or a third round pick this year, so something to think about. Um, Kyle Palmer hit 33 points in 69 games last year and he hit 33 points in 55 games this year. 
So he doesn't even stay healthy, let alone put up points. You hate to see it. All right. So good job to the Canes. I expect it. I expect you to win three more series. So do your thing, boys. Um, Moving on to Edmonton Kings. Edmonton did what Edmonton does. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the games, but clearly they scored more than the Kings did. So, I'm yeah, not too big a surprise that. there. I mean, the only surprise is that Edmonton didn't fold. They basically did what they were supposed to do and didn't collapse like they normally would, I would say. I love it when you talk because the Canes just tied it up at deuces. So, thank you. Sorry, I'll, I'll try and keep talking, and uh, you can have more Hurricanes goals. Would love it. Would love it. And then let's talk about Devils Rangers. That was a great series. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I was actually watching more of the Carolina games um, for reasons. But um, New Jersey, I I just want the Rangers to lose, Colin. I mean, wait, is Colin here? Not on, not on this show. Oh, darn. Okay. I just Next like, time. We'll get him on next time. Yeah, I just like talking shit to Colin and the Rangers. Um, He's in Scotland right now anyway. Oh, great. Um, I'm, the motherland. Yeah. All right. But <laughs> somebody's motherland. I mean, yeah. it's Colin. It sounds Scottish. We're going to have a know. listener in Scotland now. This is great. Um, yeah, New Jersey won. That was a great series. I think that one could have went either way, clearly. Game seven. I absolutely think that that Jersey team took a huge step this year in general. I think, I, yeah. I think they proved that by beating, you know, a rival team, dude. In the postseason, that Rangers team is stacked, and they were head to toe for seven games. You know, they had seven road games that series, basically. Like Jack, dude, Jack Hughes is the real deal, man. Jack Hughes is as as predicted at this point. That kid is a stud. I was questioning his contract when it first happened, and I'm like, "Steal, dude! I'm on now. I'm on board." And then his brother got his first playoff game the other night too, so. Luke, congratulations to Luke Hughes for that. That's that's a big deal. Um, so we covered the first round, first round wrap up. There you go, everybody. Sorry it was quick and fast, and I didn't watch as many games as I. It was forty three minutes. I don't think it was fast. Eh, it was something. Um, do we want to go into round two? We yeah, take- we can touch on it. All right, so we got. We'll just kind of go in the same order, you know, west, east, top to bottom. Um, Seattle, Dallas. Seattle's playing well. Seattle's playing well. Dallas is playing good. Um, Otter's not playing, I don't think, as well as he did last year in a couple games, but still early in the postseason, I think they have a lot of hockey left to play as opposed to Seattle. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to probably stick with Dallas, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle kind of continues their forward momentum and gets to the next round. I, but... I wouldn't be as shocked, but I kind of just – I'm a big Kraken fan, you know, and I just kind of want them not to go. So, dude, I'm I, I'm just looking at this right now, and it is possible to have a Vegas Seattle conference finals. And now I want that. I don't. <laughs> I absolutely want not that. Let's go, dude. Hell. Not a chance in hell. I want that. Not a you chance. have the the four most undeserving fan bases in the entire yeah. league. You have the Panthers and the uh, Devils in the what Eastern Conference final, and then you have the Kraken and the Knights. 
Nobody would care, dude. Nobody or, would care. You, you, terrible for Toronto. you misspelled Toronto or you mispronounced Toronto. I, when I say when I say undeserving, I mean Toronto as as much as I hate Toronto fans, they at least are crazy and go to games. I, I have I have like less than zero respect for Florida teams and West Coast teams for the most part. In terms Did of their you hear what bases. the announcers were saying during the Toronto or during the Tampa series? No. And they're like they're like they there's just too many business suits in this in the stands for the Leafs games. It's this is probably this is why they're having problems winning in the playoffs. It's just, that's any that's any playoff series like, anywhere you go. God damn! Like companies are gonna buy these tickets. Like that's just what it is. It's that's how it is here no. too in Philly. Yeah. Like See, I, I went to I went to Stanley Cup game four against the Blackhawks and the and the Flyers. It was like a goddamn church in there with how quiet it was. Uh, that's it was just... like embarrassing. I, I was excited. I was like, "Oh, I've never been to a playoff game before." The best playoff atmosphere I've ever been to was that very same year. I went to Game Seven, Flyers Bruins. Except the Boston. Bruins. It, it was a home game in Boston, and the Flyers Wells Fargo Center had a viewing party, and it was sold out. Free, by the way. That's like probably why, right? Because you're twenty thousand getting... people there, and it was the best playoff atmosphere I've ever been. We were all just watching the jumbotron. That's sick. It was phenomenal, like, dude. It was phenomenal because you remember that game. Flyers yeah, go down three down nothing, three nothing, and, and then they, it was a microcosm of the entire series. Yeah, they're down they, three nothing in the first period, and then at the very end of the first period, JVR scored some like dog shit. Like it was super duper lucky goal. Like rolled up his up Tim Thomas's stick and went in, and we were like, "Uh, look great, thanks, JVR." And then the rest yeah. of the game, the, it just kept building to this ultimate crescendo. And then Gagne put that goal in at the end. And it yeah. was just, like the roof came off the place. It was amazing. Oh, that's I was great. actually talking to a coworker about the, uh, that Gagne goal, like this morning or yesterday morning. It's actually kind of funny that we ended up talking about that. It's just uh, that whole, that whole game, man. Like, and maybe the loudest it got besides that goal was Claude Giroux, like killing the puck for remember that shift he took. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yes, I do. He just like buried He's... it in the corner and was just skating around with it, and the Bruins could not get it off him for maybe a solid minute. Take it from him. Yeah. I just love how much Rico sounds like a Flyers fan right now. No, dude, but I will say the two best hockey atmosphere, or not hockey, but arena atmospheres I've been to or I've seen was I went to um, a game in Chicago when John Tavares was still in the Islanders and they were like making a push and it was like, there's those like prime Blackhawk dynasty. Right. So Chelsea dagger Blackhawks. So like the the stadium was sold out for every game, dude. And like, we talked, we talked to a bunch of people just like, um, we got there like a couple, like a day or two early. We just were like wandering around Chicago, checking shit out. And we had like people told us about like the game. They're like, wait for the national anthem. Every like a bunch of people told us like national anthem is like the loudest shit they've ever heard. So we get in there and like the only part of the game I remember is the national anthem, dude. It was it was like bone chilling, like Everyone crazy loud. No, no, it was way before that. But um, and then the the second most like intense atmosphere that I've been to was I went to a Flyers-Caps playoff game. And it was, like, I think, like, 
they we had just like killed Osama bin Laden like the day before. Like this is like the first game since then. And the national anthem during that game was ridiculous. It was it was intense. It was so crazy. Those are the it's funny they're both national anthems, but those two experiences really left like an impact. It was it was wild. Sounds like you're a true patriot, my man. Sounds like I'm you're a, a Flyers fan, personally. No, I don't think that. I, well, fifty percent of that was Blackhawks. So um, the only fly he's a fan, fan of is flying the flag, baby. Oh, raise hell, oh, raise Dale, yeah. baby. These Dale colors, Earnhardt. these colors don't run. Dale Earnhardt, baby. Um, all right. So Toronto, Florida. Let's talk. Goodbye, Leafs. I I hope they get absolutely shit canned. Like just. I was praying for a sweep last night. I know, but and, like, I hope yeah. the rest of the games just Florida just destroys them. I guess they get to say goodbye to their fans tomorrow. Um, that's nice. That'll be a nice little moral victory. Yeah, they get a little exit. Um, they're blowing it up. <laughs> they should. Dude. They should. They should relocate to Hamilton. This is gone. <laughs> Do like even like the only way Dubis gets to stay at most okay ready here's how this would work if Kyle Dubis somehow were to stay an extra three years that would require him to win the Stanley Cup this year does that make sense I that's how that's how far out the door I think he is even if he wins the Stanley Cup I think he's still out the door in two years. No, when's his contract up? Because dude, they're like I'm looking at their I'm looking at their cap friendly right now, man. And that right now they're gonna have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven forwards under contract next season. And one, two, three, four, five, six, six defensemen. So they have If I was the Flyers, I'd poach some of that. Cap space. Eleven. Yeah. They have eleven free agents, and ten of them are unrestricted free agents. So good luck with that, Kyle. I don't understand how he's going to. I don't understand how he's going to formulate guy. a team. I feel bad for the next guy. That's what I'm saying. He's going to have to blow. Like in all actuality, like you kind of need Austin Matthews to leave. Because you're yeah, going to make, but that's if they they need to do stuff, dude. Like they can't afford it. Like you need to move. John Tavares is the guy, right? He's he's the guy that needs to. If they're going to take out of the three of them, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and John Tavares, John Tavares is the odd man out. I think in that situation, if they're going to do that smart, but I don't know if you can do that. So you have to look at what's available. And are you going to move Mitch Marner? And if you move Mitch Marner, does that even mean Austin Matthews is going to re-sign with you? So I think at that point, if you know Austin Matthews has no interest in re-signing because of this juncture, you kind of can't afford him, then you're going to try to maximize value on assets, and he's going to return by far the most assets out of the three of them. It's not even close. So I don't know. I, it's they they have a lot to think about because their books do not look good. They have to f- somehow finance a team, and they have no they they they're gonna 
I don't know. They have three forwards making $10 million. Like, I feel how do you bad do for that? the next GM. That's all I'm going to say. I feel bad for the next GM because... But they'll hire somebody and he'll know what he's getting into. So you can't really feel bad for him. Yeah, you can. Because they're going <laughs> to... They're gonna want to win now. They're gonna pull the flyers, reload, reload. They're not gonna rebuild. Probably. Yeah, but my point is, whoever's Let going to do that, whoever's doing that is knowing they're getting into that. Like, yeah, they're accepting oh, they're the job with that knowledge. So whatever, screw them. That or they're talked into it, and they're so blind that they don't understand the gravity of the situation, and they just Brian accept Burke the job. Is coming back, baby. Maybe uh, they'll hire their uh, their announcer to be their GM. They should hire Rick Jenner just to have that voice around the, the halls yeah. all day. The population of Parmanville. <laughs> he just only talks about the Buffalo Sabres and Leafs meetings. Yeah. yeah. Be really well. But, uh, all right, so clearly the Panthers, I mean. Yeah. It's they're playing obvious. great hockey. They're being physical. Kachuk. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Kachuk and Marner last game. At the end, when Marner just starts laughing, and it's like, Kachuk will bury your face. The guy thinks he's the Joker or some shit. I don't know. He's he's not. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Matt Kachuk is a beast. I think that he's been the most impressive player in the playoffs. I think that Dreisaitl is obviously going to get a lot of attention because of the goals, but I think that when it comes down to just kind of like, like – bringing the team into the fight every night like Brady does. And I watch it with the Sens all the time. And you see it with his brother right now where he's just out there to make a difference, dude. On every shift, he's out there to make a difference. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes to win. So, Very true. Yeah. Um, moving on to Vegas Oilers. This is a great going series. Going Vegas. I'm going yeah. Vegas. And I don't think you guys have been watching this series, which is why I'm going Oilers. <laughs> Dude, okay. I sent I sent this to the group chat a week ago, and it's changed since then. But at the time of the text message, the Edmonton Oilers power play percentage throughout the playoffs was fifty seven point nine. Dude, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like. For anybody who's like doesn't understand what that means, it, it basically like they're scoring on over fifty percent of the times they get the power play. Like, and that is so much. Like in in a league where if you score three goals a game, you're going to be winning most nights. You're getting gifted three goals if you have that kind of power play. It, you're you're get you're gifted a goal and a half, really, right? Because if you're scoring, you think that an average game you get at least three power plays, right? Each team, and then you're scoring on fifty over fifty percent of them, so it's called two, right? There's sixty percent ish, so you're getting you're getting almost two goals. That means your goals per game is coming up to five, which no team is going to combat. So, if your special teams means a lot, it means a lot. And I'm looking at the, uh, the the stats right now. The Carolina Hurricanes, dude. We, we need to give a little shout out to their PK unit operating at ninety three point one percent efficiency, we'll which is just, we'll get that's just let's, remarkable. Let's let's stick on to the Vegas and Edmonton thing. I think right. the Oilers win this one um, due to the fact that Vegas 
is playing with the third string goalie now. I think I think that Vegas literally had been doing that. It's been next man up in that for them all year, dude. I don't think that they're going to be wavered by this, at least from a, from an offensive and defensive unit perspective. I don't think the players on the ice are going to care. Did you watch last night's game? Uh, I saw the highlights. Yeah, I mean, and then it, the the Darnell Nurse getting an instigator penalty with a minute twenty left, so he has a game misconduct now. I don't think yeah. that hurts Edmonton that bad. I just think it's a stupid. Like that I mean, I, I think it. Call too. I think it does. Like regardless of how we feel about Darnell Nurse and his contract, the guy eats up minutes on that blue line, and you have to oh. you have to replace those minutes. What about Petra Angelo? With he's he's out next game though, so that kind of levels it out because he two handed Dreisaitl in the fucking head. <laughs> like, did you guys see that? Am I the only? I did not see that. Okay. Yeah, he two-handed dry sidle in the fucking head. That's uh, a bad move there, Alex. Wasn't yeah, it wasn't a hockey play at all. Like clear as day. Um, Is it a, like a McSorley two-hander? That's what I was thinking. And not quite, but I mean, it was a blatant two-hander. Um, dry sidle milked it a little bit, which is which is fine. I actually I don't think it's fine, but he did. But I you know I didn't get hit in the head with a stick then either. So. Who knows if he did milk it or not. But long story short, two star players are out for both teams, or one each, one one star player per team, I guess. Yeah, because Petrangelo got a one-game suspension as well. Yep. So that kind of levels out the defense a little bit. I think it'll hurt saw, Vegas more personally, but that's me. I think I think Vegas loses the better player, yeah. Um, well, he's just Having said that, I think they have the better team. He's more important to the fact they don't have a goalie as well. Gotta, I agree. You know, got to take that. I, still, I think like the Edmonton team is a great conundrum, right? Because they're not a great team; they just have great players, in my opinion. Like McDavid is so good that he alone could drag them into the postseason, kicking and screaming, and just that dry side will make them dangerous when they get there, right? So. And then you got Kane being tough guy, which he's doing a yeah, great job. He, up, by yeah, the way. he fits he fits in perfectly. But he's like when, great I, job when I come it when it comes to actually playing the sport of hockey, though, like I don't think that they're that great at it. I think that they just have the most talented players at it, and I can only get you so far, especially, um, in, a cup, especially in a cup run. Yeah, I mean they call it the hardest trophy to win in sports, right? Seven game grind or seven seven game. Series and tell over me four four series to win the cup. So there's no trophy that's prettier either. So yeah, there's no better trophy. I think that's facts. But I mean, so like, and is Jack Campbell the guy? Like, or or is um, I don't even. Who else plays in that for them right now? Skinner. Stuart Skinner. Yeah. Like, what yep. are they gonna do? At, what are they gonna do there? So. They got they got I'm some questions. Edmonton fans too. Class act when uh, what's his name? The goalie for Vegas, Laurent Brassard, went down. Class class. The fans were clapping when he got up because he he played junior there in Edmonton and he played for Edmonton Oilers. He was drafted by or dropped by Calgary, but he played for Edmonton as well. I think we were talking about that in the group chat. But well, yeah, not just that. Right. I mean, like, dude, they're. You're in a Canadian city, do they? They get it. 
they they yeah. understand it like for the most part. I'm not gonna say everybody gets it, but like it's not their first, it's not their first rodeo. Yeah, Toronto fans don't get it. Let's be real about it. Um, but I I have Oilers in this. I'm guessing Rico, you're Vegas as well. Yeah, I think that they can just grind it out. I think that the, like if you can if you can shut down one of the two of them and keep them from the power play, I think you can get away with this series. Yeah. Um, moving on to Carolina, New Jersey. My Canes, baby. Playoff run is going, dude. Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I have bad news though. My ticket, it you can't read it anymore. The one I got in Vegas. It's uh why didn't you get that shit like laminated, dude? What do you say? Uh, first bet? It's only sixty-five dollars. Like we'll be okay. But uh by the way, score update uh New Jersey and Carolina are tied two two at the end of the second. Yep, second period's over. Matt Matt was talking when they scored the, the tying goal there on two. So um happy about that. Canes just need to squeak out one more shot, get the lead. Park the bus, baby. Park the bus. But I, I think New Jersey, we can talk about New Jersey's PK if you want now, if you want to touch on that. Like it, 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 is, a, it is actually Carolina's PK. And oh, yeah, dude. yeah, Carolina. Yeah, it, it is just 93% and it was higher. It was 95 point something when I was looking early in the week. Um, but that that's just a level of efficiency that will get you there. That That is, you can't, you can't, like, if New Jersey is going to win this series, they need to figure that out because that's a major thorn in their side right now. Uh, they have one game to figure it out or one period to figure it out, essentially. So they should. Um, yeah, I mean, the, New Jersey, though, has made strides. I think they exceeded expectations this year, especially with the playoff series win against the Rangers. Um, they have a bright future. And I think we were texting about this the other day, too. And, I, I, if you're a Jersey fan, you're kind of excited. Todd's oh, yeah, dude. They, they were playing with house money. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, I mean, like, dude, what you're seeing from guys like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, no, Heischer doesn't have the goals. He just scored his first, I think, last game of the, of the postseason. But, like, Andre Pallott, Eric Halla, like, they're getting production from up and down the lineup. That goal, dude, that goal in the first round against the Rangers, that it was a shift that started with Jesper Bratt, and I don't even remember who finished the goal. But he it's in the offensive zone, and the Rangers are breaking out down the left boards, and Jesper Bratt catches up to the guy who gets the outlet pass on the on the boards at the hash marks from the bottom of the circles, steals the puck, ca- like carries it like into the high slot. And then, like, cuts back and then dishes it to the guy who's on the back door. And it was one of the greatest efforts I've seen in a long time. And I think they just have a lot of good pieces in Jersey. I think the future is pretty bright. I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, Yeah, Devils should have no concerns moving forward. Um, Matt, I think there's something that you wanted to talk about. Oh, actually, let's do this real quick. Who do you guys have, Canes or Devils, in this series? Wow, Canes, yeah. baby. Perfect. There, there we go. I like hearing it. Give me my money, boys. Um, now, Matt, I think there's something you want to talk about, about some dumpster fire hockey team or something. Something just happened today. 
uh yeah man so i didn't understand what was going on within the last few days when i heard that the uh president of hockey operations was between was a battle between two tv announcers yes that is accurate i, I was like uh, and you what? were thinking pierre again uh, i i i was a th- I would honestly, I mean, over Eddie Olchick, sure. I would take Pierre Maguire because no, he has no, he, he no, has experience dude. in a front office at least. Yeah, yeah buddy. dude, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> the Sens tried to give him another shot a couple years ago, dude, and he literally was fired after like Three eight months. months or yeah. yeah, it was like it was, he was he wasn't even there for the whole season. He signed like a three-year contract. And... Yeah, he didn't even last like a year. <laughs> he didn't last a year. Yeah, he probably just creeps he was, like, everybody player out. Ops? Was he player ops or something like that? Like he was player development. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in that, and like he couldn't even like keep his head in that. Did so he... being a guy in like the the coast or or in the AHL, and you just see Pierre Maguire rock walking down. You just need to play more like Sidney Crosby. You just gotta. Like I guarantee everything. Just be Sidney Crosby. Yeah, everything out of his mouth related to Sidney Crosby or something. I guarantee it. <laughs> like it I had to hear his scouting reports. Oh, it's big Dustin Bufflin. Big body, big stick. He skates yeah. kind of like Sidney Crosby. God, Sidney Crosby's just so good at hockey. Everything well, I mean, he's... he talked about related to Sidney Crosby somehow is ridiculous. But no, I the Flyers hired Keith Jones to be their president of hockey operations, which I guess. Out of the two, the, the, the he's optics, the better. He's a better option out of the two, the which we haven't even weird. mentioned the other one yet. Matt, who's the other one? Eddie Olchuk. Eddie Olchuk. Yeah, who I, who I thought hated the Flyers from all the times he announced against them uh, on their on their national games. Like he he was like the biggest the Flyers hater on the planet. It seemed like. What I think is strange is that they announced that Briere is the GM. Also, I was like, wasn't he already announced as the GM? He was just the interim GM because oh. they needed they needed Fletcher out of there. Okay, but very very often the interim guy gets the nod. I feel like it's not. Yeah, but this was different, dude. Like it, like Craig Berube was like an interim coach and won the Stanley Cup and they signed him right now. Like the, like everybody knew that Danny Bear was going to be the GM regardless of who the president was. So it's not you know what I mean, like. It, I yeah. don't understand them. Like, like, cool. Like, I guess now that everybody knows it's for longer, but like, we knew it was for longer. Yeah, like it was. It went without being said, kind of thing. Yeah, you just you just hired him, and like you weren't gonna do anything but fucking either trade all your players and tank. You know what I mean? Like the team wasn't gonna make the playoffs. So, what was he really proving? I don't know what they're what they're gonna do, man. I mean. My what I was saying is, you know, they had Paul Holmgren in there before, and I don't. I think that was his first job with the with the team, right? At some uh, point, he had some know. high high level was. job when he first came in. He came so, in as a GM. I thought he did something there before, but well, you know, you, uh, you he got, might have, yeah, uh, yeah, you got like a guy coming in that has to me. I don't know. Does Keith Jones have any experience outside of playing and announcing? No, not to my knowledge. And, and like, he might have, like, maybe fairly recently. But, like, we're asking a guy to basically come out of journalism since retirement to build a franchise. And I just don't understand. I don't understand that logic. Like, 
it's almost like he just like talked it, talked about it enough and they listened to it on the radio enough and they just hired the guy. Like, yeah, I don't. And like, uh, Josh, you probably don't know this, but like Keith Jones is like, I'm pretty sure he's a local guy, right? He's on, he used to be on Angela Cataldi's show when, um, when Cataldi was still on the air, like for, what was it, what, 94-1? Um, so like he's, he's got like ties to the area and shit. So I get, I get him being an option, but I don't get him being the trigger pull. I don't get the other option. I don't get the Idiolchik thing whatsoever. Uh, that's out of left field. I can't even begin to explain that. I'm going to put that back on the shelf. So back to Keith Jones, I think he was the better of the two options. I think he actually cares about the team and the integrity of, of the product, right? So he, I think out of the two, he, they're in better hands, but I don't know if this guy's capable of doing it. I hope I'm wrong because I love Keith Jones. I, I want to get that clear. Keith Jones is the man. He's hilarious, and I like him as a person, but I don't know if he knows how to build a franchise. That's yeah. my problem, too. Like, I really like Jonesy as like an announcer, and he's a really good personality across the, pretty much on everything I've seen him in. And but same deal, I just don't know what he can do. Didn't you, didn't you send a text about your first round, last year's first round pick getting hurt the other day, too? Oh yeah, Gautier. Um, yeah. Cutter Gautier got an elbow in the head from some some Czech guy, I think. Concussion. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen any more of it other than he came out of the game, and there was like, it was. I think there was the first fight in. Uh, There's a fight in, in international play. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it caused a fight. Yeah, it was Alex what? Tuck. Alex Tuck yeah, stood I remember up. Remember seeing stood that. Up. Wow, yeah. I don't know how I missed that, dude. That is that is a rare, rare sight. Very yeah, rare. but that that made me respect Alex Tuck even more because you're right. Like very rarely in international play you get a fight. But uh, yeah, Alex Tuck it was Germany. Tobias Forler. Alex Tuck took up for his teammate and started throwing hands with this dude. I don't know. I don't even know if they know what the refs were like. Uh, what do we do here? I don't. I've never seen the fighting. <laughs> That yeah. like, yeah, dude, uh, I, I respect that completely. I mean, set the tone. Yeah. So especially if it's if it's an elimination game and you're down, like maybe not one of your better players, but like I get somebody doing something, you know. Yeah. yeah. Apparently he's fine now. I'm reading a. I, I just pulled up a web uh, article by Chuck Bausman on Philly Hockey now, and he looks like he's fine. God, he looks like the he looks like John B from from uh, Outer Banks. This guy. <laughs> he does. Um, Give him a look. He looks like yes. he should be running from. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. You guys want to hear where we stand in the uh, major junior CHL hockey world? I actually sure. love to. A quick, quick little update. So in the QMJHL, Quebec Major Junior League, you have Quebec Ramparts playing against the Halifax Mooseheads in the final. So I don't know much about that league. Or does it Halifax really? Mooseheads? Was that uh, that's all no, that never mind. I was thinking Carter Hart, but he was Everett, right? So, where Landeskog played, I don't know. McKinnon and Druin played for Halifax, yeah, it was McKinnon. I, I knew yeah. it was one of those McKinnon or Landeskog. And then you have uh, in the Western League, you have Seattle and Winnipeg. So, and Kamloops lost to Seattle in uh, the third round. And so is Seattle the favorite there? Is that, is that like pretty pretty solidified as the favorite there? I mean, Winnipeg's pretty good, but I 
I think Seattle is probably going to take it in, in four, to be honest. You think it'll take it in four? Yeah. Wow. Four. Yeah. Or I don't know how they're doing the travel with that one, but I think they're, they're going to win it on home ice. Let me put it that way. Um, And then you have in the OHL, the Hamilton Bulldogs beat Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds 4-2. So they'll be going to the Memorial Cup. Who's the host city this year? It is Kamloops. So Kamloops is going anyway. Kamloops is in. Did, uh, was Crosby on Sioux? No, Crosby. Ramuski. Ramuski, yeah. Oceanic, yeah. Who am I thinking? Oh, oh, Simone Gagne, I think, was a, was a Greyhound. That could be true. There's a lot of Greyhounds that went to the NHL. Claude yeah, was a Olympique. Yeah, he sure was. I know that. So. Oh, no. Simone Gagne well, was a uh, Quebec Rampart. But God, um, what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah, so that's the major junior. And are you guys ready for the trivia? Yeah, yes, sir. So, what year did the NHL begin using plexiglass, and what team was the first? So, before they actually didn't have anything to separate the fans from the playing surface, from stray skates and pucks and sticks going into the crowd. But just after the Christmas break during the 1946-47 season, the Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens became the first team to install plexiglass, also known as Herculite. Herculite. That's so, crazy, man. I guess did they not take a lot of slap shots back in those days? I mean, or did Bernie, the puck boom, never boom, leave the ice? Two by four. Bernie, boom, boom, Jeffrey on invented the slap shot. So, so did, they, did they never puck like barely left the ice? I well, guess because they didn't they, have curved they, sticks. Well, exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. It was like the puck didn't leave the ice, so it didn't, it didn't have to worry about it. But um, the, the Chris is the crazy shit to me. Like, if you watch tape. Every goalie in back then is like basically stationary. Stand, yeah, they're standing up. Can you imagine how good a butterfly goalie would have been in the like the fifties? <laughs> he would have been unstoppable. Dude. They would have like a negative goals against average. Can you just picture that? Yeah, it'd be wild. Yeah, try butterflying on horse hair though. Like the equipment has changed so much since then. Oh, I okay. bet they the leg pads don't weigh twenty five pounds per leg now. So. You know, yeah, that's that's that, and um, I think that that might be it for this 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 episode. I don't know how do you guys feel. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, I did want to touch on the fact that I think the NHL r- rigged the draft. Oh yeah, but... we got to talk about the draft. We didn't even talk about the draft. It, you got to be kidding me, man! Dude, that was be so me. bad. That was so bad, and I think everyone agrees by it. I uh, have I have friends that are Blackhawks fans. I one of my g- good buddies from college biggest Blackhawks fan I know, and he said he feels gross about the whole thing. Yeah, you should. You can't even feel, like, happy about it. Like, Patty Kane, their last first overall pick, he leaves to New York, and then they get the first overall pick again, and it's like, what the... No, dude, it's it's not even that. It's just, like, dude, the organization is riddled in, like, a toxic environment. And, and like, they get rewarded. Of all the teams to get the preferential treatment, you're going to give it to the team that covered up a sexual assault? Like, yeah, dude. And New Jersey had got had to give up a first-round pick for their Kovalchuk contract that they had, which was legal at the time, mind you. So, I it's ridiculous. I disappointed 
understatement. And that probably is kind of what drew Ryan Reynolds into not wanting to be part owner in Ottawa. No, I don't think But I think he saw that, you know, the NHL's not as uh amazing. I think I think I think the common thought though and the desire around here now is all is he's like my cousin here is aboard the Snoop train. Oh yeah, dude. I think he, I think once he saw Snoop Dogg was interested, Ryan Reynolds became like a, an afterthought. Yeah, I yeah <laughs> I, I like as much as I, I I think that Ryan Reynolds is the right owner. I think that we're gonna make a mistake here, but I don't think that Snoop Dogg would be a bad owner. Does that make sense? I'm just curious. Yeah, he does. He's always at Docs and Kings games, dude. Like, he, uh, yeah, dude. Like, and can you imagine, dude, the pregame speeches by Snoop Dogg? I just want to, like, think about that for a second. Just think about your new intro song changing to Snoop Dogg rap. Pregame, postgame shows from Snoop. From Snoop, dude. Like, the, like, We'd be we'd become like the most like viral franchise like since Ryan Reynolds bought Wrexham. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the Senators would become like the Savannah Bananas of hockey. Did you ever see those those clips? Yeah, no. I actually watched a couple of games when they were Dude, on. Dude, was you've never seen the Savannah Bananas? No, no. They're they're uh they're like an independent uh league baseball team, like almost like a minor league team. That their owner basically turned them into the baseball equivalent of the Harlem Globetrotters. I would say it's more WWE person. Yeah, it's it's it it it's it's, it's well, you would think that it, it sucks, like it sounds stupid, but dude, it's so funny and like it looks play, like if a so much fun. Foul ball, it's an out, and like it, if you if you get walked, you have to they have to go around the horn before you make it to second base or something. There's just like a bunch of little quirky things. So, it sounds like basketball, dude. It, yeah, like it, it kind of call is. it banana. They call it banana ball. And basically you get points for each inning you win. So it's not even like how many runs you score in the game. It's like, if you win an inning, you get a point. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most points wins. I think the games are timed. They, uh, they, yeah. The innings are, t- or the innings are timed too. No, the yeah. in- each game is each inning is technically a game, actually, and whoever wins the most games wins. Right. And then they came but, here to Houston a couple months ago, and they played, and a bunch of people went. Like they were here for like two weeks. Oh yeah, they sell out, man. They're like they yeah. they have a lot of success with ticket sales, and then you get like there's all sorts of like crazy gimmicky shit. Like I saw a, a game where a guy came up and took an at bat with a flaming bat. Yeah, they have they have a good uh they have a good like uh what's that 30 for 30 on ESPN plus if you guys have ESPN plus give that a watch on the Savannah Bananas. It looks like was, fun. It was it was pretty cool. They had like some guy come out that pitched for the Red Sox in like 1986 and like he was pitching for like one batter or something. It, it's just like they get everyone involved and yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. Probably they do bring back a lot of ex major league players and fuck with them basically. Yeah, like yeah, one of the third base coaches, the third base coach, he plays a little bit too, and he played in the MLB, and it, it's just a cool thing. It's a fun thing. So sorry we kind of drifted off topic topic there though. But yeah, I want to say screw the league and screw the Blackhawks, and Connor Bedard is gonna like probably gonna win like win 10 the cups Chicago, whatever. Yeah. But he whatever. <laughs> I don't wish it on the kid. I think he's gonna be a great player. I'm just pissed that the Flyers fell out of the top four. Yeah, were you guys seven now? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, Vancouver's that's 11, though. Think about that. And they were one number off after it was released. They were one number off on getting Bedard, quote that's, unquote. It's bullshit. One number off. We'll see. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, I at I least I would have at least loved to have gotten Fantilli or Mitchkov, but now I don't know, they they he had might to fall. He might fall. Mitchkov? Yeah. I doubt it. Dude, I don't well, know. Everything I've been reading is the Sharks love him, so I think they yeah. he's going there. Yeah, that too. But I mean somebody might pick him before then too. You just don't know. You just don't know. Maybe the Blackhawks take him. No, very bad. Safe. I've also I I th- seen some articles that say Boston's going to trade up for that pick, and I'm like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, what are they going to trade? David Pasternak? Like, They're going to trade Patrice Bergeron, and he's going to become a coach. Is Chicago no, going to give it up? You know what no. I mean? Like, no. He's a franchise player. Yeah. The, the amount center. it would take to – the amount it would take. center. And the amount it, it would take to get that pick, you can't trade that in today's NHL. Like, it would require – like four what first. the Flyers gave up for Flyers. That's my guess. Four and, first and, and, and a player. Is, and isn't Bedard over under for next year? 86 and a half for points or something? I, I would, I, you know what? I would I honestly under. take the under on that because he's, he's really good, but they just don't still, have anybody else. They don't they have anybody else. And he's around, still, but... he's still like undersized for his, for his, yeah, brinket. but I don't, I don't they, think that's really going to be a thing. The brinket's going back. We'll see. No, he's not. <laughs> we will see. But uh, that's all. That's that's basically how I wanted to finish. Is just saying, screw the screw Gary Bettman, and screw the old uh, Chicago Blackhawks franchise. No, that's a good way to end it. I think we ended it well. Um, it's been good catching up, guys. Sorry, sorry to all the listeners. Um, it, it's just it's it's busy for me specifically um so i I apologize that we haven't been putting out the uh product so my apologies we'll we'll become more regular especially as the playoffs get further along and the games become much tighter and we get closer to watching somebody lift the cup definitely the greatest trophy in sports i agree no no one will argue that everyone be safe stay safe out there and uh wish everyone the best Thank Take you. care. 